So I'm not going back and forth with a man who thinks that they should be in my position. If you want to be in my position, get in my position. Do you believe that? Bluff City Media presents The Anthony Sane Show on YouTube at Bluff City Media. Stepping up to the microphone is your host, Anthony Sane. Acknowledge me. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to The Anthony Sane Show. This is, of course, Anthony Sane. Welcome to y'all. My boy, Kenny Stubblefield behind the glass. Kenny, what's going on, my brother? My guy, it's freaking cold outside. Yeah, man, it's cold for real, though. We got my boy, uh, Perry Sharkey, going to join us later on in the show, show, of course, for the sit-down with Sane. And probably whatever else he wants to join us for. This is what he do each and every Wednesday here. Me and Paris rock together uh, on the show. Also, special guest from 901 Wrestling, Kevin Bless, the 1819 champion, is going to join us. Uh, they got a big event going on this weekend. He's going to jump, uh, jump on with us. I'm so looking forward to this. I do not know what to expect. Except for the unexpected that comes out of Kevin Bless. You ain't lying. Uh, and Kenny, if you're wondering, typically when I come into the studio, I change, I take my glasses off, I put my contacts on yeah. in an effort to look cool when I do the show, right? I want to look like the coolest version of myself. Just got the just got the braids read on, man. You know what I'm talking about? Braids are fire. Yeah, man. I'm, yeah, appreciate you, my what bro. Did, what did uh, Gabe call you? Gabe called me, because uh, uh, if you saw the picture of me <laughs> with my hair straightened out, I had my hair straightened out and pulled back into a little bun, ponytail, whatever. Gabe said I look like a, a, a Aldi version, Aldi brand Roman Reigns is what he ah! called me. And Gabe is not aware that I am the, the tribal chief chief of Grizz Twitter, so they hit a little different when he said that. <laughs> uh, he would disrespect the tribal chief in that way. Um, but, yeah, if you're wondering why I'm wearing the glasses, Kenny Stubblefield, I'm wearing my glasses today. If you if you grew up in, if you're older than 35, 40 years old, you remember shows like uh, Saved by the Bell, Different Strokes. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Family Matters, these oh, type yeah. of shows. They would have special edition shows. Oh. Talk about something of a mature nature. So uh -oh. I got my glasses on for this special edition of the Anthony Sane show where we talk about a very mature matter um, today. And that is the Josh Giddy nasty-ass situation that's going on in Oklahoma City. Um, I woke up. The day, was it Good Friday I woke up? Yeah, woke up Good Friday and I saw people getting their jokes off about, you know, people can't be serious about shit, especially if you go, when it gets off in the black, when it gets in the black Twitter, you know what I mean? Right, so, right. Uh, <laughs> I wake up, I'm seeing Melvin Purdy getting jokes off. I'm seeing all these people getting these jokes off about Funniest Josh Giddy. on Twitter, man. Yeah, yeah, Purdy funny, funny as shit. I got to get them on as a guest, too. But um, all those things are happening. It's like, okay, what did he do? I mean, I'm seeing jokes. And jokes about girls and kids and our mm -hmm. kid are like, all right, man, stop. Like, what did he do for real? So I look it up. Can't find nothing. Like, I literally can't find anything from Woj, Shams, nobody. You know what I mean? Nobody talking about. You mean it wasn't breaking news? <laughs> I'm like, okay, bro. Like, I see people joking about this on Twitter, but, like, why is nobody talking about this, right? <laughs> yeah. So I look up, and I find out that, you know, he's allegedly been messing with some underage girls. So I see there's like pics and video. Yeah. And I remember the feeling I had at three o'clock in the morning when Demetrius Jamel Morant, the gun video was blowing up in my DM, right? So I remember that feeling. I'm like, all right, I'm going to wake up to some fireworks, right? Still a little early. Yeah. Pick up the fireworks. Fireworks never came, man. Never. <laughs> they didn't come Friday. They didn't come Saturday. I think they may have came Monday or Sunday night or something like that. Define fireworks. Yeah, exactly. Because it still ain't just went crazy. Um, not a lot to talk about it at all because everybody now is talking about everybody getting sued is what the talk is now. But, um, let me let me put this out here first. Let me put this out as a general disclaimer about anything I'm about to say. Um, I mentioned John Moran a few minutes ago. I'm going to minimize that, Kenny Summerfield. I'm not going. I'm going to keep those to a minimum because I don't want this to come off as a angry Grizzlies fan right. reply. I don't want this to come off as somebody who uh, 
feels a way about the, what how the John Moran situation was handled. And most importantly, um, I also don't want this. John Moran ain't never did this, so I don't want to put his name next to this. You know what I'm saying? Right. Th these things yeah. aren't comparable. Yeah, and, and I'm perfectly fine with just dealing with Josh Giddy in this situation and not involving anybody else. Thousand percent. I just, let's. This is this this on its own can stand. Yes. I don't need to compare this to anything to set, to prop this up. A uh, very nasty situation. Um, and when I first saw this, Kenny, you were one of the first people I thought about. Yeah. I will tell you why. Uh, me and you both uh, worked in uh, with youth, with mm -hmm. the inner city youth, right? And a lot of times in those situations, we would uh, we were working with kids, hands on, going to their schools to visit them, right? Staying with them after school, picking up kids, taking them to Grizzly games, taking them out to eat, taking them on field trips, taking them on college tours, all these different things we were doing for these kids, right? And one of the things we had to always keep in mind is to understand the power we have in these kids' lives. Yep. And number two, understand that those girls sometimes can look at us in, the, in a way that we don't want them to look at us, right? Right. So we used to always have to be mindful that me and you have told stories about girls that had questions on us, right? Like that, that kind of, those kind of things come with the territory. Mm -hmm. But because of the power we had, not, not only were we men, but we were men who had power in their lives, right? Mm -hmm. We didn't make much money doing those things back then, right? Nope. So... Imagine the power that a guy like Josh Giddy, who's a 21-year-old uh, right now, millionaire in the NBA, could have over any high school girl, right? Mm -hmm. If guys like us had to be mindful of, hey, man, watch the power. Yep. Watch the, watch the influence. You know what I mean? If we had to constantly remind ourselves of that, imagine what the, the power that a guy like Josh Giddy has, right? Mm -hmm. So... That's that's one point because people are throwing out this legal thing, right? We're gonna talk about the legal thing in a minute. There was this guy on Twitter whose Twitter account doesn't exist anymore. I don't know if, if people reported him so much that Twitter instantly flagged him and got him about it there, or he took his own page down. But there was this guy who was arguing with me about this whole thing on Twitter. He's he was like, "Man, I went to law school. You guys are speaking from a position of novice, and you don't get it. And you're supposed to be a reporter. First of all, I'm not a reporter. He's <laughs> like, you're supposed to be a reporter." Uh, a journalist, not a journalist. <laughs> so that guy was trying so hard yeah, to be so smart. Yeah, yeah. He was like, you know, she's uh, 16. If if she's 16, that's legal in the state of Oklahoma. I'm like, fam, two things. How you know where? How you know where this happened? You know what I mean? <laughs> it just cause he right. plays for the Thunder don't mean this happened in Oklahoma City. And number two, why do we? Why are we focusing on the legal part of it, man? Yep. Like, like this. That if if he was some 18 year old kid that works at the Circle K. Dating the 16-year-old girl, hey, I see it all the time, bro. See it all the damn time. But at the time, we are talking about a guy who was a 19, getting ready to turn 20-year-old NBA player, multi-million dollar guy, mm -hmm. right? Why is why are you messing with a 15, 16-year-old now who probably was 14, 15 at the time they're saying this video was taken? Because they're saying the video was taken a year ago, last summer, right? Yep. Josh Giddy's 21, just turned 21. So at the time of that video, the summer of 2022, he was 19, about to turn $20 million in his pocket, right? Um, I, I won't stay on this too long. I'm, I'm ready to get, bring Paris home. But um, I'm not going to talk about John Morant suspensions or things like things like that. And he got suspended for this, and this person got I'm, – I'm tired of all of that. Honestly, I'm tired of all those discussions about that type of stuff. But I will say that the way that this is being covered is a slap in the face to a lot of people. Yep. Um, but I'm not surprised. No. Because in this country, man, <laughs> young girls are 
over-sexualized. The look of youth or being underage is over-sexualized. I can think of two examples right now in the Twitter sphere, in the not-so-distant, not-so-far geographically Twitter sphere where I've seen grown-ass men be on some nasty shit with girls who were either up barely of age or underage or looked like or had the appearance of being underage. Right. And I've seen <clears throat> nasty shit, man. Yep. I've seen that from national uh, media members. I've seen, like, just weird energy when it comes down to girls who are, are underage or give the obvious appearance of being underage. Right. I remember watching a Brooke Shields documentary, the preview for it, a trailer for it, right? And Brooke Shields was reminding people, you know, y'all were talking about I was like the ideal beauty and I was a model and all those things. It's like I was like 13 years old. Yep. I, was, I was a little girl. And there were people talking about how gorgeous I was. People were talking about how beautiful I was when I was a kid. I was a child, Kenny, 12, 13 years old. You know what I mean? And I had a conversation with somebody and they were talking about um, the two girls that are singers. Uh, one of them played uh, The Little Mermaid. The Haley and, and uh, uh, Bell, um, those girls, right? Yeah. Somebody was like, um, "How do people say those girls are?" I hear dudes talking about how fine they are. Those girls are like 24, 25 years old. Like they too young. Like why are people talking? Like I was like, "Man, do you, do you know how old Beyonce was when people were talking about <laughs> how fine Beyonce was? She was like eighteen. She was like nineteen years old. It, it go go Google when her and B, and, and Jay Z got together. Like go." <laughs> Aaron Hall, man. You know Aaron Hall, the dude who sung I Miss You? Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he was, did an interview where he was talking about how he got with Gloria Velez, who was his baby mama. Mm -hmm. She was 16. Aaron Hall probably was 30. Mm -hmm. Throughout time, these young women have been identified and used, and he basically described raping her is mm -hmm. what he talked about in his interview. He said, I saw her, I grabbed her by the arm, took her up to my room, and it wasn't nothing to talk about. And he said that she was a pup at the time. I didn't know she was a pup. But this is his baby mama, right? Young girls have been taken advantage all through time, man. Like, throughout the beginning of time, young girls have been taken advantage of. And they've been over-sexualized, over-sensualized. And this Josh Giddy thing, you see um, Andrew Bogut comes out in the podcast, his own podcast. He's like, yeah, man, she's underage, but yeah, like, you know, Josh says that he didn't know. In Oklahoma City Thunder, they've known about this for a while. You know, I mean, this situation was out there. And Josh, you know, he didn't know, man. So, you know, it is what it is. No, man. <laughs> because you're you're a sick dude, man. Because you 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 can look at that girl and tell she's a baby, bro. Mm -hmm. And you can look at yourself and realize you can get any woman you want. Ask James Harden. <laughs> you know what I mean? You you could go out there and literally buy any woman you want. You ain't have to be at whatever club. Anybody can look at that girl until it's a child. Mm -hmm. There has to be something sick in you that has that thing for younger looking girls. And I'm not gonna, I'm not saying younger like in their twenties. There's something about you like that adolescent looking yeah. girl. You talk to people who who can tell you military stories about Vietnam and Korea War and all those type of things about some of the the girls that dudes knew they were sleeping with a child. You know what I mean? Like they knew that this was a baby. And they were attracted to these women who look like, you know, pubescent boys, damn near. You know what I mean? So we just live in sick times, man. And like I said, um, I've got 
the uh, I'm going to play a little crystal ball and look into the future a little bit. From the energy that the Oklahoma City team has and that the energy that the NBA has in response to their energy, I kind of see how this is about to go. Oh, yeah. I see this as a situation where Josh Giddy is not going to be suspended by the NBA. And I think there's a couple of things that they're going to – because first of all, in the investigation, um, it really shouldn't last that long. Hey, how old are you? I'm 15. Oh, shit. That means that a year ago you were 14, right? Yeah. Investigation over. Okay, investigation over. Yep. I hope this isn't the case, Kenny Stubblefield, but I can very well see this situation because when they interview this girl, there's a lot of gray area that they can't touch. If they ask that girl, has she had sex with Josh Giddy? her answer could very well be no. And the investigation ends. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that could happen. She could say, no, I didn't sleep with him. Yep. Well, what were y'all doing? Oh, we were just trolling. We just did that to mess with somebody. He's friends with my brother. So, and I think I, I, I may have read this. I may have saw the video wrong. But I thought I heard him say something. I thought I heard him say some dude's name. Like, hey, I'm here with my girl. Like, it could have been just him. Oh, he's, he just, we just did that to mess with my boyfriend. He knows my boyfriend or whatever. Like, there, this feels like the Thunder already have this figured out. Like, this is going to be, it feels like this dude's about to get off on this, man. Yep. It feels like he's about to get away from the Scots free. And he's out there playing games like ain't nothing happened. There's social media dudes talking about, see you in 15, instead of saying halftime, which would have been fine. Whew. Last time I checked, I thought halftime was 20 minutes. So, why are we talking about see you in 15? Man. You're playing that, that type of game, and this dude looks like he's about to get away with this. Like, I'm just, I can tell you now this is about to get ugly. This yeah. looks like he's about to get out on some formality. And here's the thing, and I'll say this. <clears throat> this isn't a legal thing. To me, this is a optics thing. Shout out to Doc Holliday. I said, I, <laughs> in most things, I don't say shit until Doc started talking. Because the brother known to be wise as hell. Um, but like I said, um, it's an optics thing. If, you, if you're suspending guys for content, conduct detrimental to the league, the optics of a 21-year-old millionaire being shown topless within a screenshot that says, I just elfed Josh Giddy" is a horrible look mm-hmm. for the league. Especially when the league supports so many things like mentoring. Yep. Um, tickets for kids programs. Um, NBA junior junior leagues and like you know all these different things with NBA uh, um, your all-star weekend is catered towards teenagers and kids and all these type of things so if you got a dude who's out there doing this type of stuff that's a horrible look for the league but this feels like this feels like this is about to get ugly like people have been people have been legit angry about the Miles Bridges stuff angry about the uh, the kid for the Spurs who yeah Josh Primo Josh Primo these type of things. If this if this dude gets off like it feels like he's about to get off, this is is horrible. It's a horrible look for the league, man. And I think that what's happened is I'm not. This isn't a woe is woe is Adam Silver poor Adam Silver thing, but I think that when he made certain decisions like about John Morant, these type of guys, I think he thought they were scared dudes, and I also think he didn't know or didn't see the other shit that was coming down the pike from some of these dudes, man. Yep. And this is a nasty story, bro. This is a nasty story. I got I got two points I want to yep. mention real quick before mm-hmm. we get out of here. I know you want to bring Parrish in. Yep. Uh, and this is purely conjecture on my part. Mm-hmm. There's been no reporting on this, but mm-hmm. how crazy would it be 
This is on the police investigation as well. It is. They just announced it today. Mm -hmm. But how crazy would it be if he met that girl through one of those mentoring slash OKC like events that they do with young kids? Yeah. Like that would be what if? Like that would be wild. Those that's and that's something that the league does all the time, man. The NBA is is known for we talk about all the time, especially when we talk about like U of M basketball, U of M football. You reach into the next generation. So you do these things to get yeah. Teenagers, high school kids involved in your thing, social media, all those type of things to try to get that next generation. You, you can't have one of your star a guy that you've propped up. Like I talk about media plants. This dude is a media plant. Yep. Josh Giddy's one of those dudes that have forced in front of us, man. Yep. NBA All-Star Weekend, he's mic'd up doing, you know, the rookie sophomore stuff. You know what I mean? All these different things. Josh Giddy, they've kind of put him out in that media plant thing like I've talk, told you about. And for him to go out there and do what he's doing, man, and like, like, oh, I, I heard what's out there, man, but no comment. Nah, man, this is about to look bad. This yeah. is about to look bad because it feels real get offish, man. It yeah. feels real. He's about to find a loophole to get out of this. For and the sure. second part about it, the second point that I wanted to make is, as, as I started to see some of the interactions that you were having, mm-hmm. that other people that were as disgusted as you were um, when, when the story started coming mm-hmm. out, the defenses that I saw, the people that were running to defend this story, that which I, it reminded me a lot of a story that happened over the summer, yep. and that's the um, the two Sean Tui and mm-hmm. the Tui family and um, Michael. Uh, yep, Michael, Michael Orr. Orr. Because that was the defense that a lot of people gave. Your whole commentary that you were giving during that whole time period was, "I don't care about the legal side of things." The, the moral ethical morally messed up. Morally messed up. Mm-hmm. That's where, like, that's why it's it's just so weird to me when you <clears throat> run to defend somebody, and the only defense you have is legally he did nothing wrong. Right. Like that is just such a weird defense. Yeah, it just man. shows you how nasty this country is. Man. Yeah, bro. Like how nasty le- this country is. And why doesn't everybody get that same level yeah. of defense? Yeah. Legally, what he did, yeah. and I'm not trying to bring Ja into this situation mm-hmm. either. But legally, why wasn't he given that same no. type of, of leeway? Right. Legally, he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. But it, everybody it, it, throw the book but at yeah, him. Yeah, because that, that's another reason. Another thing with that, man, is that John Morant looks like the image of fear that this country is created. You, you said it, man. And Josh Giddy doesn't. Josh Giddy doesn't. You can make that a racial thing if you want, but Josh Giddy does not look like the face of fear. That's it. I, if, like, I, I, I do the whole media plant joking around thing, but, like, you look at a Tyrese Halliburton. He's a black man that probably will be given the same type of grace that that uh, Josh Giddy was given because he doesn't look like the image of fear. John Morant does. Mm-hmm. He's darker skinned. He's a little bit more boisterous. He's got dreads. He does the rapidly rap stuff. Shout out to him at the Raw Wave concert, which Let's is go. which also became news in the middle of this Josh Giddy shit. Crazy. <laughs> oh man, wild stuff, man, wild stuff. But uh, I hope that this. There's not many things that I pray about, man, but I pray that the truth comes out in this, and this is dealt with uh, appropriately, man. And in times like this, like I said, the nasties come out. Uh, the people who um, probably had a similar life to this, uh, you know, probably did similar things to what Josh Giddy has done. It's a common thing, man. There, there are young girls being groomed all the time. There are dudes who that's the perfect word for it, Anthony. Yeah, it's it's dudes who have been grooming girls. All like this. This happens all the time, man. All the time. There are dudes who they make friends with these girls that are underage. Uh, I remember a girl when I was in high school. She got married. The day she turned 18, she got married. 
Yep. And her boyfriend was some dude that was, had already graduated. I remember, I remember this, bro. Yep. It happens all the time. These guys make friends with these young girls, don't really touch them too much, don't really do too much to them, but they marry them early when they're young like this, and then they, they you look at them, they're functioning adults, but you didn't realize that that three to four year age difference where the husband's, you know, forty five and the, and the and the wife's forty one, you don't realize that they were uh, eighteen and fourteen. Like you don't realize that part. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it, a lot of people who are speaking out, that's their situation, man. Uh, you see, you see it all the time. So, yeah, man, we'll take a break. Heavy stuff to talk about just then. Y'all know I'm not gonna be 100 percent serious about too much or nothing, but uh, uh, heavy stuff for sure with this whole Josh Giddy situation. About to take a break, man. When we come back, my man, uh, Paris Sharkey is here, like he's here every Wednesday for the sit down with Sane. Hopefully, we'll get more from him as the day goes on. We're about to take a break. When we come back, man, we'll do that and more here on the Anthony Sane Show. See you guys in a minute. <laughs> Bluff City Media and Bluff City NIL are proud partners of Coaching for Literacy, a Memphis nonprofit using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. When you donate to Bluff City NIL through Coaching for Literacy, your gift is 100% tax deductible. This partnership is a win, win, win. Tiger student athletes win in the NIL landscape. Coaching for Literacy wins by engaging Tiger student athletes in this monumental cause. And most importantly, Elementary students in Memphis receive support to become strong readers. To donate today, visit coachingforliteracy.org slash bluff hyphen city. Were you surprised they weren't in the, the top 25? I know it doesn't matter yes, when we say it all the time. Frank, I mean, yes. I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, like, you doubted them all offseason, and then you see that they go to Mizzou, win by 15 on the road in front of a sold-out crowd against Dennis Gates' coach team, and I think Dennis Gates is a hell of a coach. Yeah. Usually has a good damn game plan. They did it without their head coach and Penny Hardaway. <laughs> Rick Stansberry's on the sideline. It's like, if you don't see the upside of this team, I, I think you're blind. If the Tigers just handle business against Alabama State on Friday, which I totally expect them to, who knows who's gonna lose in the top 25. They'll probably just get in by- Right, just by just winning by, the game. By winning a game and somebody else losing. losing. Yeah. That's a, but no, this team, as far as the AP poll is concerned, they should be in it, but whatever. They got 53 votes. A lot of people had them in their top 25. It just, they missed it by that much, yeah. barely. Tune into On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. We have more capable shooters on this team than hmm. we've had in a while. Yeah. Yep. And I'm not like, I don't know that we have one that is like flat out just dead eye. Man, two. But you've got five or six that can come out and hit two threes every night. For a second there, Jaquan did not look like he planned on missing. Well, David Jones' second half looked like he didn't plan on missing. I mean, Nick Jordan's knocking down balls. Jonathan Pierre threw one in there. I don't know if this is going to make sense, but they looked more like a team than previous Penny teams. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? This early in the year, for sure. Well, I just, think you come second half of the season, every Penny team to date has looked like a, a team playing yeah. together. Roles defined. But to the point, it's taken a chunk of the season to get to that point. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel.
y'all. Welcome back to uh, Anthony Sane Show. This is the segment we call the Sit Down with Sane with my guy Perry Sharkey. Every Wednesday, man, my man is the beat writer for the Memphis Grizzlies. For Bluff City Media, you read his stuff, you see his stuff, you see him here once a week. Parrish, I ain't got shit to say, bro. We sorry as hell uh, sitting on shit. I got much to say. We ain't got shit on shit going out there, man. I'm um, hearing people talk about, uh, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, uh, my boy, uh, my boy uh, Anthony L was talking about the fan experience ain't hey, the same. You and, knew that was coming. You know, we blaming the music. We blaming the, 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 the <laughs> nachos. We blaming everything is wrong. We blaming man. The, the Bill Street flippers ain't out there. We playing that we ain't playing whoop that trick. We playing I mean, uh, we ain't the music. We ass, bro. Like what are we talking win, about, bro? bro? Like we're not good, bro. Like I think that's the reason why the energy is low in FedEx form, bro. Like I don't think it's the AC. I don't think it's. It's I don't nothing, think it's bro. crime. I don't think it's none of that, bro. Like, it's <laughs> weird ass. Somewhere, I saw someone say something. They played, I guess, the Grizzlies scored a basket and went to the timeout, and they said they played Yeah by Usher. They had a problem with that. That's a like, pretty bro, good song. Who yeah, by 12 points? If I was up 12, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me and my, me and my girl under my knee. That's a pretty good song when you're winning. When you're losing, it's like, hell no. They should be, no. That's what you say. <laughs> Yeah, play, man. play a Chief Keef. That's that shit I don't yeah, like. Yeah, exactly, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just want to hear all we do is win one time, bro. If we could just get that going. Yeah, I, I got tired of hearing that. That yeah, joke right. would hit different, man. But if, if we were winning, that would actually sound good. I don't really. <laughs> and this is what I had to say. This is what I was talking about on Twitter, too, man. Y'all got to remember that the whole Memphis field of games, like, that really just started, bro, like, a couple years ago. Like, Literally. we weren't doing that with Zebo and them were here, bro. Nope. Like, yeah, that when – I remember when we were wearing the pros – that pros the um the red uniforms the salt yeah, uh, uh, sounds uh, sound. yeah, yeah it was the damn psychedelic shack in there every damn night you know what I mean so I don't <laughs> yeah man I don't I don't really think I wish it was back to the old way I'm not gonna say I don't but I don't think that has anything to do with how engaged the fans are in the game no yeah some whole conspiracy mean. theories about why the arena is not the way it is like yeah, they're man, trying to become stuff. more corporate and I'm like nah bro they suck man, yeah we that, fell down. now I will say this though I do think knowing how those guys move those dastardly in-game arena people from the Grizzlies, that whole team. that I think it is intentional. I think they are doing that to make the game feel a certain way. Like, I think that's real. I don't I don't think that's – but they don't have anything but to do with how engaged the fans are. We wouldn't are. notice it yeah. if they win. Because the grindhouse came before yeah, the whole – Exactly. Nothing but Memphis music every mm – Because -hmm. y'all might not know this either, but I know that the Grizzlies organization, like, listens to the media, listens to sports radio, those type right. of things. Me and Peter Emerson, like – did a full out campaign before they started doing it. Like, stop, stop making this difficult, bro. Make this feel like Memphis at these games. Like, you go to Atlanta, you feel like you're in Atlanta. You go to New Orleans, you feel like you're in New Orleans. Like, Memphis should be the same way. And we would push this on the radio. Then all of a sudden, they start playing this music. So I know, I know that's a, you know, kind of a collaboration of fan feedback and media and all these right, type of right. things with them doing that. And they leaned into it hard. And I heard some things last year that after Young Dolph died, that they had certain things they were gonna do. That they didn't do because the way the young Dolph died. Yeah. So I know that they Makes are, sense. they do have a pulse for those type of things. And this does feel like a reaction to the whole John Morant shit right. or whatever. But no, just win some games. I guarantee don't, you to be live as shit. Don't follow, don't follow the man. <laughs> what was right. so, 15 to 2. Don't yeah, follow exactly. 15 to 2 to, start to a team that you know is coming to bust your ass, bro. Like Anthony Helpers them. You know they're going to bust your ass. You know they want you. Mike Conley out there. Come on, man. He did it easily. Yeah, yeah. Got, easily. Us, got us up out of there for sure, man. But, um, Today is going to be a day of uh, frustration, a day of bending. We're going to talk about a couple things. I have no prepared questions for you. Uh, much to ask. <laughs> <laughs> ain't shit to talk about uh, at all. But I will say this. 
I'm, I'm going to talk about some of the things that I kind of see on the World Wide Web, social media, Twitter, et cetera. There's a lot of talk about Taylor Jenkins, and I have been kind of spearheading a lot of this talk about Taylor Jenkins, right? And it's like, I'm, I'm a little tired of my personal intel intelligence being insulted as well as fans. Like, you're not going to sell me a piece of shit and tell me it's a sugar cookie. Like, I, I've been eating sugar cookies all my life, man. You can't sell me a hot turd and tell me it's a sugar cookie. Like, I, like I've been around... Like, I watched Tony Massenberg, bro. You know what I mean? I watched. <laughs> That's a name. You know what I mean? I, I watched those teams. We man. watched Bo Outlaw. Yeah, I watched Bo Outlaw. I watched. Uh, I, I remember getting Bo Outlaw and Jake Sacalitis. Jake Sacalitis. And that was a talent upgrade. Yes. I remember that. Earl Watson. I remember that. Earl was, like, man, we got a talent upgrade this year, names. bro. I remember That's that. Names, you know what I mean? Like, I remember <laughs> this. Like, I saw this, bro. I was, that was an adult when I saw this. You know what I mean? So I've seen bad Grizzlies teams. I've seen bad coaching. I've seen good coaching. I've seen. All right, coaching. I've seen all those type of things come through here, man. And um, like, you're not gonna tell me something's good when it's not. And we're talking about Taylor Jenkins uh, today for this particular part of the show, this particular part, part of the interview. And I'll just say this, man. I'm, I'm gonna just run through some exhibits with you, and you tell me what your thoughts are. All right, because people are saying, my man Sean Coleman, uh, Bluff City Media writer. Podcaster, uh, all those things. Um, Analytics. Yeah, he was dropping all these, and, and all these numbers, all these type of things, and he comes out with this list. And the Sean Combs, my guy, man, uh, it's my man for sure. He's one of the few people that will openly acknowledge me as his tribal chief. Uh, <laughs> that's really inside. <laughs> Shout out to Sean because he won't acknowledge me. But now nah, um, he's talking about like this list of guys who you got to get credit for being developed yeah, under Taylor Jenkins. Yeah. And the list that literally everybody has ever played for the Grizzlies. <laughs> like, all right, bro, all right, come on. So I'm like, all right, fam. Like, and here, here's my thing. Here's my counter to Sean. And I said this on in the grid spaces to kind of get my blood going a little bit before. Did this like 30 minutes before I took off today to head out this way. I said, Sean, I hear what you're saying. And my boy Daniel Greer, he was in there as well, um, in in the chat. There was no the the space that was put together by Chris Ingram, another podcaster in the city, another uh, guest on uh, Greer's podcast. Um, and Coleman's like, you know, all, he's done all these things and. Second in the West, all these type of things. I'm like, Josh, there are things that you're not Josh Coleman. Sean, there are things, shout out to my boy Josh Coleman. <laughs> but there, there are things that you're not factoring in, bro. Like if while you're giving Taylor Jenkins credit. He's like, well, he let he's, he's a guy who gave uh, John Morant the freedom and liberty and, and let guys do and develop their games. And I'm like, but you're not you're not talking about concrete stuff that he's mm -hmm. developed in their games. You're basically giving him credit for letting them roam freely, right. for letting him just do his thing. And that's not coaching, bro. Like this. Being a substitute teacher, like right. you don't look like Taylor Jenkins has never looked like the the main teacher, but he looks he's always looked like the sub that the kids are having fun with, waiting for the real teacher to get there. Mm -hmm. That's what he's always looked like to me. I agree. And and, and I'll say this, man. That's great, great analogy right there. All right, so and I and I'll say this, bro. As far as Taylor Jenkins is concerned, before this year, I was taking the good with the bad. I was the guy that was like, no, nah, Taylor Jenkins, he's. He's a good personality. He knows how to get to his guys. He knows how to get his guys to play hard for him. Um, you know, he finds ways to kind of get, keep guys motivated, things to kind of keep the team engaged. You know, he, he he's a leader of men with this particular team. They, they'll, you know, stand up for him. But something happened this summer, man. <laughs> this got me like, all right, bro. Taylor Jenkins might can't coach, bro. <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> and I've been feeling the way about it. That thing that happened was that Dylan Brooks' perception – was totally shitted on for the entire summer, right? Mm -hmm. People said this dude's a clown. He needs to go. He's going to China. All these different things they were said about Dylan Brooks, right? 
He has a couple conversations with Ami Udoka. God damn it, he's been domesticated. <laughs> Taking a little shot. He is in the damn sunken place. Come on, man. Like, how do you? And, and I'm the person, Kenny Stubberfield. You know this. I said this all summer. I said, bro, Dylan Brooks is going to the worst situation he could possibly go to. He's going to a team full of young dudes mm -hmm. who are young, not, not only younger than him, in, more inexperienced than him, haven't done anything, haven't won on any level. On this Houston team. He the veteran. Right. And, and I said I said this. You can go back and I quote it. You could quote me in saying this. The coach is gonna I said the coach is gonna have to coach him harder than he's gonna have to coach the kids on the team. Because that's yep. what Dylan Brooks is. He's gonna get around these kids, think he can do whatever he wants to do. Mm -hmm. I'm watching Dylan Brooks do exactly what we've needed him to do yep. for the last five years. Mm -hmm. Paris Harkin, exhibit right. A. Exhibit A. Have you had have you heard of one confrontation between <laughs> Dylan Brooks and Taylor Jenkins? <laughs> Nah, I, I feel like... You sat there and watched this dude be that for five years. He sat there and let him do it. He sat there do his thing. let his teammates back him up. Yeah. Coaching. The, whole, the whole time I played on coaching. And you know, what's It's because you were a substitute teacher, man. You know what's funny? He was um, Taylor Jenkins' first year coaching. I went <laughs> to the game. Their second game played. Lost the first game in Miami. Their first home game, I believe, before they beat Brooklyn, mm -hmm. was a beater. They played Chicago. Right. I remember going to the going to the game. My well, she won won my wife then. She was my girlfriend, but mm -hmm. now my wife. Yeah, yeah. And I remember Dylan Brooks jacking up shot after shot after shot. And I remember leaving the game. It was two things from the game. I left the game saying Dylan Brooks need to be off the team. That was Josh rookie year. Five years ago. Yep. And my co-host, let's be real, Skyler said he don't believe in Taylor Jenkins. That was mm -hmm. his, that was his second game coaching. Yeah. And he said that. Yeah. <laughs> he should have. I mean, here's another thing too, man. Exhibit B, ladies and gentlemen. Exhibit B. Um. He had a list of these guys that have, uh, you know, he's helped develop, right? Um, in my lifetime, I saw guys like Greg Popovich create these players that you call system players, right? I can't really think of any names right now. Give me a minute I can think of. But it's just these dudes who they were really good with the Spurs. <clears throat> Teams went out, spent a ton of money for these guys in free agency. Then they go to another team, and guess what? They ain't that damn Nothing. good. Right, I can think of a lot of them that's happened, right? Same thing with Miami. It's been dudes who they were in uh, Eric Spolster's system. They look hella good. You give them away, they just, nah, they ain't that good. I can think of guys that we've signed that came from other teams, and you call these guys system players, right? Mm -hmm. Because that coach's system made that dude look good as hell, right? Yeah. All right? Who's left here and got worse? That was Exhibit B. Exhibit C. <laughs> yeah, I would say I will give him, I guess I give Taylor Jenkins credit for Kyle Anderson. Cause I feel what like, about him? I feel like he was better in Memphis than he was in San Antonio. Was he better here than he was in San Antonio? Yeah. He's like the only player I feel like. But see, that's a, that's a discussion better. of role and playing time. Probably so, yeah. It might that's be not, more in That's there, not yeah. him being a better player. Mm -hmm. Like he's, he was given a better opportunity here. Yeah. He was given a, a bigger role here. All right. So that was Exhibit B. Exhibit C, right? And me, in times of me watching bad teams, right, there's always these moments when they have a good coach where you say, damn, that team has zero talent, bro. That team should not be playing that team the way that they're playing them. Mm -hmm. Oh, that team just won four in a row. They're horrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, I remember playing the San Antonio Spurs for the last three or four years and, like, damn, Craig, Greg Popovich is coaching the shit out of this garbage-ass team. Hard, like, yeah. we damn near lost to the Spurs with nobody, yeah, right? come back from 30 right. down. My, uh, Eric Spolster, same thing. 
uh, Jeff Horner said with the Phoenix Suns 10 years ago, horrible team. Damn, I think they made the playoffs. So damn, they made the playoffs one or two. I remember right? they failed right. short with Eric Bledsoe right. and uh, Goran Dragic. Yeah, that was your backcourt, right? Yeah. Right? All right. When When is the moment with, with Taylor Jenkins where you said, damn, Taylor Jenkins is coaching the hell out of this team, bro. Like, this team is really playing over their heads right now. Bro, my boy uh, Coach Vontae on, on Twitter said this, said this today. Bro, this team still has two all-star level players exactly. in your rotation, bro. You shouldn't look shouldn't as losing. bad as they look. Now, I'm not saying they're supposed to be some winning team. I'm not saying they're supposed to be close to 500. But if they're 3-13, and 13, don't tell me this team can be 5-11, and 11, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, and, I, I allowed those two games last year. Right. Uh, and, and you're looking yep, at, you look at this. That's Exhibit C, right? All right, Exhibit D, right? I got one more that's just going to keep. I got two more. I probably got two more exhibits after this. Um, to go through the whole F business. Exactly, bro. All right, here's the thing. Like, you lose a tough game to Boston, right? Yep. You lose a tough game to Denver. You lose a tough game to Miami. After those type of games, bro, if you're, if you're being coached well, your feeling after that game is, damn, bro, we could have won that game. But I love the effort of our team. Like, mm-hmm. let's build on it. Like, that's, a, that's the best – Lost ever, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You left all three of those games lost like four in a row. You lost. You lost all three. You didn't win after those <laughs> games you were supposed to win, and after and after and after that, you didn't. You left like no, bro. Like that, that game was grossly mismanaged in the last minute or so of the game. You left mm-hmm. like damn. They played enough good enough to win that game, and they should have won That's that game. Feel. Yep. About all three of those games, bro. That's Exhibit D, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Exhibit uh, E. We talk about Desmond Bain, right? And you talk about this is a good coach, right? You're saying you're telling me this is a good coach. All right, you want me to give you credit for developing Desmond Bain when they had to get Grayson Allen ass the hell up out of here for Desmond Bain to be Desmond Bain because mm-hmm. Taylor Jenkins was dead set on starting Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen. Yep. Desmond Bain's second season, he was dead set on starting Grayson Allen, bro. Mm-hmm. They had to get Grayson Allen the hell up out of here for that not for that for a second round pick for that for him <laughs> for that not to happen, bro. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, so how am I giving you credit for Desmond Bain when they had to get your boy out the way for him to even play? Yep. You were choosing Grayson Allen over him, fam. Like that playoff series against Utah, Grayson Allen was our starting shooting guard. Crazy. I, but I'm giving you props for that, right? Come on, man. Like I can't. I can't. Do those things at all, man. And I'm I'm hearing I had some more exhibits. They lost that I didn't lost them. I had them in my mind. <laughs> yeah, specifically, so like, well, Grayson, where well, he was starting in Milwaukee last year, but he got Giannis. You started. He him ain't in the better than court, Desmond right? Bain. You know, got him started over Desmond Bain yeah. in Milwaukee. They ain't have no shooting guard. That, you know, and, <laughs> so that makes sense. <laughs> but what's it then? And like I said, man, there there are a lot of things about him that, if this team was talented enough. They can cover a lot of his sins. They can cover a lot of his mistakes. This team isn't talented enough over, right, the, last over the last couple of years. And what you're seeing now is a coach who I question if he knows what he's doing. And that thing with Ami Udoka, who's a second-year coach, him being able to break through to Dylan Brooks, and if, I don't care what – he's shooting 46% from three. Everybody's talking about one of the last five or six games, Dylan's numbers are dropping. One number that ain't dropping – one number is not increasing, it's just shot attempts. Yep. I can live with all of that. Because mm-hmm. he's playing hella fire defense. He's getting the ball in the hands of guys who need to go do their things. Yep. He's taking open shots only. And he's playing within the system. And and, and it's working, man. And, and, and people told me that Dylan Brooks was the reason why XYZ was happening. And I'm sitting, I'm sitting here watching one man yep. 
get with him real soon and kill all of it. Like, so you can't you can't tell me that that's the case. You know what I mean? Um, I, I always blame coaching for dealing. Yeah. I always. The last five years, I've always said You, you can't tell me that, man. Uh, Jay Crowder, we saw another exhibit. We saw him, like, Jay Crowder was worse than Dylan as far as taking bad shots, man. Yeah. And they, they had to, they <laughs> traded away all those assets. They traded away all those vets, right? Je, uh, John Morant still led that team to damn near the playoffs in the bubble. Man. Come on, man. Like, that's not coaching. That's, that's, you have a trans, you have a transcendent player on your team, mm-hmm. man. You know what I mean? Like, the defense stuff speaks for itself. And um, even when Jaw was hurt, you had a Tyus Jones who yeah. was just, just smart, a smart basketball player who just knew not to do more than what he couldn't, what he could do. Yeah. Just like play within yourself, get everybody yeah. in their spots, and just run. And like I said, man, I'm not, I'm not trying to say, I'm not trying to act like the injury shit isn't real. I'm not trying to act like this isn't just a screwed up season because of injuries, bro. But this also should show you that that coach y'all got, when y'all go buy, when y'all go grocery shopping, and you load up the pantry, don't let that man cook the damn groceries, man. <laughs> go find, go let somebody else cook the groceries. This should tell you, bro. Like you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like this, this, this should show you that this, 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 ain't, this ain't that dude, man. If you went out and got Marcus Smart, you went out and got Derrick Rose, who are two of the most respected players in NBA. Period. Yep. Two of the most respected players in the NBA, man. If those guys had to get in your players' shit. And you ain't in they shit like that. Why the hell are you here, bro? Man, I was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Was, I was there. Derrick Rose made the comments, and it's yeah. crazy because he was like, "Normally, we gotta wait a second for a player to come in after mm-hmm. Taylor Jenkins. He, came no, he was in, ready. I mean, about two minutes afterward, and he had his bag, pack everything, rolled yeah. in, came in. It's, and, 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 it's, and it's and it's it's like you're seeing, man. You're seeing that he's not, he's not that dude, man. He looks like he's starting to look like a substitute teacher for real, mm-hmm. and he he don't have the good kids to keep the other kids in order right now. You know what I mean? And um. And like I said, man, like um, I guess it's the injuries, yeah, all those type of things. Just John Morant being out, yeah. But this team should look more competent, man. They should look more prepared, more energetic, more ready to play. You should see adjustments, man. With like, a better strategy down the stretch. Yeah. Those games you just said we lost. Like it was the offense. Yeah, you lost, lost on goofball stuff, yeah, bro. Yeah, you lost at the end of the game. Like mm-hmm. what, what kind of – I think all those games you pretty much just scored the last two minutes of, the, of those yeah. games. And you got Jaron Jackson Jr., who's a guy who you see he's drowning right now, right? Why don't you run in plays for him exactly. to make the make offense simplified for him? Exactly. Instead of running your system, it's right. not working because you ain't got shooters. Jaron, a number came out today that he has the third highest uh, foul percentage in the league as far as when he drives to the basket, the percentage of the times he's fouled, right? That's his go-to. You give Jaron the ball, which is strange that your power forward, who's not really the best ball handler in the world, can get to the basket the yep. way Jaron can but you should be able to design, knowing that that's a fact, you should be able to design more plays to get Jaron to the basket. You should be able to design more high pick and roll plays where Jaron's the playmaker and he's able to score easily. He's able to play off instincts and score and score easily. Like, yeah. it shouldn't be that hard for him to, to get buckets. You know, you should be running more plays for him. And, oh, man, I don't know what exhibit this is. I think this is uh, F or G. E, I don't know. Elf. One elf. of them. Another one of them jumps, for <laughs> real. This, this is the final exhibit. Don't tell me this dude is a good coach. Don't tell me this guy is the coach of the future. When you had to go get St. Francis Hospital, Methodist South, St. Andrews, St. Patrick, St. <laughs> Stevens. A dude, I don't even know this dude is real. I saw the man drink a cup of water. He's, he's got damn throat star sizzling because he was a damn robot. He forgot he was a robot. He forgot he was a goddamn robot. I remember he was uh, one of the Scooby-Doo characters. 
Exactly. Shout out to Daniel Greer. Shout out to Daniel Greer. <laughs> don't, don't tell me that Taylor Jenkins is a good coach when you had to go out and hire a coach to make a half-court offense for this team. That's still not working. That's still not working. It was actually got worse. <laughs> don't tell me that Taylor Jenkins is a good coach. You had to go hire a coach to cover the stuff that he don't know how to do. Another exhibit that just came to my mind. Uh, what's this, G? I don't know. <laughs> for goddamn. I wish it was H for hell out of here. Well, L for L out of my face. Bro, don't tell me. Damn, what was I going to say? Oh, don't tell me this dude has developed people or this dude is this great coach. I've never heard John Morant give props to Taylor Jenkins about anything. What I have heard John Morant do is yeah. give props to Neil Ivey. I've heard him give props Definitely. to I've, I've heard Definitely. him give props to other folks. I ain't heard him giving the props to Taylor Jenkins, bro. As far as his development goes. Yep. I've seen like all these guys say things about whether it's the guy that's in Toronto now, uh uh Igor, that was that uh, uh, <laughs> Igor. I, 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 know. I never knew how to Darko. That dude, Darko. Darko. I never knew how to pronounce it. I called him man Igor. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard people give Darko props. I've heard people give uh, all these different people props to in this organization on this team. I ain't never heard nobody say nothing about, yeah, man, jinx. You know, <laughs> like it ain't happened, bro. So just like we and and to everybody, if you're a Taylor Jenkins supporter, I get it. That's fine. Um, all those type of things matter. Christian Ingram brought up another point today in one of the grids in the Twitter spaces. Oh, yeah, Christian Ingram's Twitter spaces might be the only one you ever see me stick my head into. <laughs> uh, Check out his podcast, too. No bluffing. Oh, yeah, don't play. Don't play with him for sure. Uh, so uh, what I was saying, if you're one of those people who say, you think Taylor Jenkins is fine. I don't think he's fine. That's cool if that's what you think. But my only issue with that is, um, Ted, I mean, Christian brought up a good point. Taylor Jenkins has been the coach for five years of the Grizzlies. Most coaches don't last that long. There are coaches who have won championships, who have, who have been fired. gone, who Two got fired later. in them five years. There have been coaches that have won. Uh, what's his predecessor? Well, yeah. he was his, well, his, 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 his OG. Yeah. There are coaches who won coach of the year who were fired the same offseason. All that's happened in the five years. Yeah. Taylor Jenkins has been here. We saw Dwayne uh, Casey got fired. We saw my man in Toronto ain't with Toronto no more. Yeah, now Casey. he's with no, no, no. Uh, the uh, oh Nick uh, Nurse. Nick Nurse. Yeah. yeah, he was with Toronto. Now he's with uh, uh, yeah. Frank, we saw Frank Vogel. Got Monty fired Williams was with Phoenix. Yeah. And he got fired. You yeah, know what I mean? Monty We've Williams. seen all this. All these different things have happened. And Taylor Jenkins, who's done relatively nothing, don't act like he's exempt from. It. Now I'm not saying Taylor, fire Taylor Jenkins. No, I'm not. And my my boy Matt Moore, uh, HP. Uh, whatever his thing is on Twitter, paroxysm on Twitter. Matt Moore, he was asking me, are you saying they need to fire him? No, I'm not saying they need to fire Taylor Jenkins. Oh, I saw that coming. If they did, I wouldn't lose no sleep, though. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be like, what are y'all doing? No, I wouldn't, all right, all right, now what, now what y'all about to do? And the reason why I wouldn't even get too excited about it is because I don't really trust this front office to, to, coach, to right? coach the new, like, to pick the new I, guy. Do I trust y'all to even find it? Yeah, Taylor coach. Jenkins is the guy that they brought in who came in with them he literally came in fresh with his front office. They hired their coach. He's a, definitely a company man. They all had this lock and step thing where it's one band, one sound type thing. Mm -hmm. I doubt they'll be able to find who their guy is. They're not going to go find somebody who's an experienced coach who can speak his own mind. The best coaches is those type Right. Of they're going to find yeah. somebody who's a fourth assistant on somebody's bench. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be someone else that they can bring in who feels like they can kind of run them because they've never had a head coaching job. It's not going to be somebody – who can who will come in and say, all right, man, y'all know what y'all are talking about. Yeah. All right. They they're not gonna hire a, a in most situations, we'll go to the break on this and I'll say this. In most winning situations, the mentality in the locker room is the coach and the players against the front office, right? That's typically how it works. 
whether that's a good cap, good good cop, bad cop, fake scenario, or that's a real scenario. Where the coach, head coach is like, at the end of the day, bro, it's, it's us against them. We got this. That's what you saw with the Bulls. That's what you've seen with the Lakers, with Pat Riley. That's what you see with Pat Riley now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sposa has this probably this fake thing he does with Pat Riley. Mm-hmm. It's not all lock and step, bro. It, it, right. it's, it's a good coach knows how to say, all right, y'all, regardless of what they're doing, like what trades they're making or not making, I got y'all. We're going to take on the world. Yep. They will not put that type of guy in position with the Grizzlies. That ain't happening, mm-hmm. man. They're not going to bring that type of guy. So, like I said, man, you guys can say what you want. Don't insult people who know the game, who know basketball. It's not that difficult of a game, bro. You don't have it's, you don't have to have a a a, 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 rock, a rocket science background <laughs> to figure this stuff out, yeah, man. It's, up, it's man. basketball. Two things can be true. Exactly. Like that's a that's the main thing. Like two things can be true. Everything could be true. Everybody yeah. who's defending him got valid points. Mm-hmm. Everybody who was against him right. got valid points. Some of y'all are making good points for right. sure. Some of y'all just sound dumb. But yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> about to take a break, man. You gonna stay with me for the three points, yeah, my boy? Always, my boy. Perry Shark, Evan wins. About to take a break, man. When we come back, it's a three pointer here on Anthony Sainz. I've already brought it up once before. I'm going to bring it up again, and I hope the entire coaching staff is listening. Can you guys stop the dumb shit with the offsides where the offensive line doesn't move at all? <laughs> I don't know. You it say doesn't, that. It doesn't change the outcome of the play, and Seth is literally running for his life, and then it's it's a free down already. Let's try to get something out of it, potentially. How many first downs did they get with that? I don't care how many they get. Seth's dying. <laughs> He's already hurt, and why? what is the purpose of your entire line staying in a three-point stance the whole play? Well, They're offsides. Just try to do something. Why are you just letting Seth run for his life on every offside call? Well, I don't understand that at all. I completely agree with they you. They got Trey. three first downs on it, I think. Because, because it's the, offsides. Because it's offsides, of course. But they can I mean, also getting, get 30 down the yeah, field. You're getting, play work. Yeah, you're getting the offside call. Why are you also putting Seth at risk and making him run for his life when you could still just put forth some effort? If they I want mean, to at do least that. stand up and just try to stay in front of somebody. Why are you just staying down at the three point stance? If they want to do Shoot that, then shot, tell man. Seth just fall on the ground. Yeah. I mean, why even try to do that? Or anything? slide. Slide. It's a on free the play because. If he were just to fall down, you miss out on the opportunity. A free opportunity. play doesn't mean everybody else on the field besides Seth and Kobe Drink don't move. All you do is just get out there and just rip that bad boy. And he did it. He's every running time. for. He's got dudes. He's got. He's running for his life. He's every got game. unchecked What's dudes What's running for his head. Bro? What's different? What is different about the five guys blocking? He's still I, running I, for I, his I life. I hate it. I don't he's been get clean. It. He's been it's, clean when they actually block. Don't stop it. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with T.J. Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff. City Media YouTube channel. I think he's in a space where he realizes you want to win championships, you want to be a part of a big time college football, you have to spend more. We have to get money donors for the $50 million. You have to get money donors for NIL. Like, I think he wants that to be the forefront. What he said here, though, did not convey that message in any meaningful way. I don't know what this quote does to help his case with those particular fans or with fans as a whole. I get it why you're not supposed to go after a fan base, why you're not supposed to trash a fan base, and I don't think it was the best move. But 
I will say, and this is probably where I'll differ from most people. It is good to hear Ryan like kind of get a little, yeah, little bit fired, fired up. up. Yeah, show a little fire. I get you. Tune in to On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Bluff City Media and Bluff City NIL are proud partners of Coaching for Literacy, a Memphis nonprofit using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. When you donate to Bluff City NIL through Coaching for Literacy, your gift is 100% tax deductible. This partnership is a win, win, win. Tiger student athletes win in the NIL landscape. Coaching for Literacy wins by engaging Tiger student athletes in this monumental cause. And most importantly, elementary students in Memphis receive support to become strong readers. To donate today, visit coachingforliteracy.org slash bluff hyphen city. All right, y'all, welcome back to the Anthony Sane Show. This is the three-pointer where we talk about three things going on in the world of sports that are on my mind. Number one, Ryan Silverfield, his Tigers wrapped up the regular season, getting ready for this bold thing. Finished the season nine and three. Uh, it's two ways you can look at the season, Paris Sharkey. You can look at it as, yeah, I beat, I beat everybody I was supposed to beat. Um, I, my only losses were to good teams. We, we won the games we were supposed to win, lost the games we were supposed to lose. How can you say it's a bad season? We're nine and three going to a bowl game. Or you can look at it as your what place in the conference games up the field? They're fourth Four. place. Fourth. Picked to, pick to uh, finish fourth in the conference. Yeah, they finished finish fourth. fourth in the conference. Uh, conference is not that good, uh, all things yeah. considered. And you can say that the teams that I did beat, none of those teams had a winning record. We beat a bunch of teams that are bad. Now I'm gonna tell you the argument I'm tired of hearing. I'm I'm tired of hearing people say this. Like, oh, the games they lost, they would have lost last the, the games they won. Some of the games they won, they, they would have lost, lost last, last year. year. Like, bro, you're talking about the ass teams, it's though, bro. It ain't like you're talking about losing to the two lanes of the lead, the SMUs. Like, you're talking about bad teams you would have lost. Like, I'm not celebrating that. And I said this on uh, Twitter, and I'll say the same thing here. If you're looking to have a fine season, cool. But if you're trying to be a team that's being considered for a Power 5 consideration, I don't think Ryan Silverfield is that dude. Oh, of course not. <clears throat> but I said all this to set up uh, Indiana is rumored to be interested in Ryan Silverfield. And I say bon voyage to you, Ryan <laughs> Silverfield. But that's the case, man. Uh, Arriva Derche, whatever they say. I right, my guy. We are holler at you. Whatever, whatever you want to say uh, to Ryan Silverfield. Uh, shout out to Indiana if that's real. Any thoughts on Ryan? Do you have like any? You said, they lost the two. You lost. You had two of those games at home. Mm -hmm. That's probably the biggest. Thing. And you lost both. You lost both of them at home. Mm -hmm. If you had the two conference games that matter. The two conference games that matter. You lost them. You lost them at, at, at home. home, so yeah. that's that's the big part about it. If you had lost them on the road, we probably looking at this a little different. But yeah. you had both of them at home, and you literally dropped dropped the ball both times. So. And and also with that too, man, you have a brand new stadium that we, you know, Fred Smith tricked off fifty million dollars of his own, as as well yeah. as you know all yeah. these other donations that are coming, plus the money from Nashville that's coming. I don't think you do that for a team that's fourth place. In the conference, you need to get the a AAC you need, conference. You need not. to get a yeah, the AAC. This ain't the you know ACC 12, or the Big Twelve, really, the old old school conference USA. Yeah, right. <laughs> even worse, <laughs> the remix. You had Cincinnati, the and remix. Louisville then, so right, exactly. Ain't even that good. Right, the uh, uh, the conference USA remix edition, but uh, <laughs> tournament edition. But um, I think with that being said, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really. I'm also a guy who's not super invested in Tiger football. I cheer for them because they have a 
Memphis across her chest. So um, that's about it on that. Speaking of uh, Memphis across her chest, Tiger basketball. Oh my God! One day soon, the fan base will be able to stop bitching about <laughs> not being <laughs> ranked in the top twenty-five. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I do, but I also don't. Like we, this it's clear that these polls don't mean anything. These the people who this AP poll is are writers. Writers who don't watch the entire country, they got their eyes on certain teams. You got like 400 teams. Right. And this this is how I look at it, Kenny. This is how, how I've made, this is how I've rationalized the top 25 miss for Memphis again after beating Michigan, after beating Arkansas, and make it to the finals of that tournament over the holidays. I'm going to, I'm going, I pretend in my mind that after that Arkansas win, that a top 25 poll did come out right. and Memphis was in it. Yep. Mm -hmm. And they lost their first game. <laughs> After being in the top 25, and now they're back out of it. Yes. That's, that's my assessment of the top 25. Thing. Which has been the way that it's worked for the Tigers yeah. for years, yeah. where it takes a really mm -hmm. strong effort to get into the top 25, yep. and then they mess up one time, it's over. Yeah. Bro. And they were down by 30 something points in a 40 minute game. Yeah, that was <laughs> like, bad. In the first half. In the first, in the first half, half of a 40 minute minutes. game. It was, right. <laughs> hey, it was 44 to 16 yeah. at halftime. Right. And I, I'm not concerned about that. Yeah, you're down 44 they to 16. They flipped. Uh, Memphis had 14. Memphis, yeah. uh, Villanova flipped it. They had 41. And there were people who probably <laughs> casted their vote at the half. They were, <laughs> they were waiting for the garbage <laughs> time exactly comeback right. by the Tigers. Their vote was already in. So, like, with that being said, man, I think that this Tiger basketball team is fine. Those type of things happen. I feel a lot better with three quad one wins at this point of the season mm -hmm. than searching for them against a, a right. home game against Houston in, in, in March. Houston you know what gone. I mean? Right, Houston's, Houston's gone. gone. You know what I mean? Walking through that so, I, I think the fact that this team has this many quality wins with our quality wins at this point, uh, with a lot more uh, quality win uh, possibilities going forward, I think the, thing, the skies are definitely – Super blue for the Tigers right now. Um, team, this team looks very good. We have a guy in David Jones. So I, I saw people in the Discord Dang. saying I think David Jones is going to be mid. Like I, oh, oh, like I don't see why y'all excited oh, about no. David Jones. Who's that guy they lost this offseason? That everybody was like ready to take to <laughs> TFL too finally. I TFL, think TFL, 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 where is he at? I don't know. In the G League, he's in the G League. He's in the G League. I ain't heard yeah. since. Nah, now he's going to want him, man. Mike has seen him. It, who said it? Oh, yeah, Micah said it. Shout out to Micah. Micah just catches strays, man. But boy, Micah O'Reilly. <laughs> Memphis Hustle reporter for the Bluff City, Bluff City uh, Media. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> Keep it, give us a Tia Fale Leonard report. We need a Tia Fale Leonard update. <laughs> but uh, speaking of updates, what happened to your boy, though, man? Which one? The one I told y'all is not as good, can't be as good as, as advertised. Jordan Brown. No, nah. oh, oh, You're shit! I ain't gonna talk about him. That dude looking team. like Charlie Brown, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, looking like. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Don Tripp twin. Speaking of Don Tripp, that man look like Charlie Brown when they hold the football down <laughs> and snatch it up in the last minute. <laughs> Who are you talking about? No, but we're gonna stick with that Jordan Brown for a minute. Okay. I'm, a, okay. I'm a little concerned about Jordan Brown, bro. Like, me I know, too. Yeah, I, man. I'm be honest. I'm not. I'm. I'm concerned about him doing non-conference. I think once he get the conference, but he gonna dump. Hey, me. my man, my man Daniel Greer, right? You know he does the thing. We pull the mask off, right? <laughs> Jordan Brown looking like what's the dude? What's the dude that Jason Smith was talking about was good that time? He was horrible. Like, uh, damn, bro. Uh, Simpson, somebody. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Oh, you said Jaden who? <laughs> no, Jason. Jason Smith was oh, talking. Jason. Uh, Jason Smith was talking about how good he looked in warmups. In in the in preseason, his name was something Simpson, bro. Stan Simpson. Simpson. 
Okay, you gonna take you take this Jordan Brown know. mask off. You might see Stan Simpson above that bug. They bro. got they, they, someone's uh, Tigers and Tap guys called him uh, Angel Garcia. Shit, for real, Angel Garcia. Man, oh, man yeah, yeah. I remember all these damn, dudes. Bro. Not Angel Garcia, bro. Hey, that man looking like Monday out of bio. Why Sunday out of bio catching some strings in this fucking man? It's like, uh, shit, goddamn ice cream Sunday out of bio. That's what he looked like. He look out of shape as hell, bro. Oh, he is. He, he ain't, nah, man. That dude, that that's dude, the problem. Nah, but, that dude ain't it, man. But trimmed, here's the problem. He's been shop. here for three months, man. Yeah. Like, I, I don't care how much. Couch sitting you did during Bruh, the summer. You've been here three you, months. You was out of shape against Lester Kunones and them. Right. And and uh yeah. Not the Bahamas, the Dominican. Yeah. What's what's my boy's name? Who went out for forty? What's his name? Uh, so I just said his name. The oh, little, David Jones. Little head dude, David Jones. David Jones. Damn dude, you was fat with last time. You was fat. When we played y'all ass, bro. Man, are you still fat? No, nah, man. No, nah. I, I don't know, but hey, he got a whole season to turn around. But yeah. that dude is not looking like that dude. You talking about a dude that was like what? Like, named, like, best mid-major player in the country? Or he like, was a freshman All-American for Stanford. Yeah. Freshman year. Then he went to uh, Louisiana. Yeah. Used to yeah. be uh, Lafayette. Lafayette, but no, now it's just Louisiana. It. And was Lou Henson Award winner. Yeah. Averaged 18 and 12. Man, 19 like and 12. And John bro, Henson Award winner. Muppet, baby. Somebody said, we were talking about it last <laughs> Muppet. night. We were talking about last night. They were like, he had 7 and 4. And I'm like, and he worked his ass off for that 7 yeah. and 4. Yeah. No, nah, man, I don't know about dude. I'm going to tell you somebody else. I would not let y'all hype me up. I said, no, nah, bro, I don't believe it. Because that dude 6'9 and can shoot threes like that. He's yeah, an NBA player. Man, Who yeah, I'm talking about? Who yeah, I'm talking about? Jonathan Pierre. Jonathan Pierre, weird ass. Bro, Told y'all, man. Last week. That dude didn't even get in the game. Bro. Told y'all, bro. Like, no, nah, bro, that dude, like, no, if you're 6'9, oh, you can God, shoot threes, but you're an NBA player. Like, that's not, no, you're yeah, not uh, reserved be. for the Tigers. But it's Ask not the Hardaway is there. He, yeah. He's way. Ask the Hardaway is who we talked about. Hey. Pierre. Listen. Listen, hey, you ain't lying. Yeah, he can shoot, it's been a wild. It is coming into it. Hey, I got his, <laughs> his recruitment was wild when he announced that he was in the portal. Uh huh. He had like a hundred something Shit. offers, and everybody was offering him. Man, look, everybody. And then I started hearing rumblings about him during the summer. They hey, were, I told y'all about these looked apart dudes, man. He's Zaya Williams, he six foot nine ish. No, man, uh uh-uh. uh, uh uh. Hey, I, I gotta make the uh, I gotta put the Tupac juice meme up now, bro. Jonathan Pierre when Ashton Hardaway walked into the locker room with with Tupac slamming the locker. Room. <laughs> I gotta go ahead and put that out there, man. Yeah, man. But yeah, one of my favorite movies, man. Yeah, but speaking of memes, uh, Sports Illustrated oh has became a meme on Twitter. Uh, the proud company. I remember my, I, I remember I had a subscription to Sports Illustrated. Uh, I was getting the magazine sent to my house. And I remember the day, man. I'm getting emotional thinking about it. I remember the day that the Penny Hardaway Sports Illustrated cover came to my house, man. I remember um, I got the the uh, the football phone is, is what came with it. I bought the <laughs> you get the description. I got the, the NFL football phone. I, I got the Penny Hardaway uh, limited edition Penny Hardaway uh, Sports Illustrated cover. I remember the joy of seeing those Sports Illustrated magazines come to my door, man. <clears throat> and I remember the pride I had. When I was had the opportunity to cover the Grizzlies under the Sports Illustrated umbrella, um, back in 2019, and um, and I'm, I'm I don't know if I can get sued for none of this stuff. Cause I don't know if I signed NDAs, but so I won't I won't get into. Uh, I don't sign. remember. I might probably did. Might sign a contract that I read. Well, yeah, but if you read some of the stuff they're saying about uh, this whole thing with Sports Illustrated back when when they did that project with the the team 
uh, writers or whatever, team right, journalists. Right. A lot of messy stuff. A lot of some of that stuff is 100 percent true. Some of that stuff isn't, uh, from what I've seen. Or well, it didn't apply to me. Not apply to people who came after me. But um, wild stuff, man. Wild story. Uh, Sports Illustrated reportedly uh, using AI to write stories, and then having AI writers, <laughs> fake people with AI pictures and AI bios <laughs> on these websites. And my whole thing is this: if that's what y'all want to do. I can lie, it's kind of a bomb ass idea because you can say you can, hey, hey, take it you can, you can kind of tell the thing. All right, talk. Tell me your opinion on the John Morant situation. Yeah, do it, and it'll sit there and write this story about the John Morant situation. You, a fool you can post this story, yep. and it's out there. And it'll get hits where it don't get hits. It's no different than some of these other just bullshit like story aggregators. Are just I'm starting to think that stuff is AI now. Like some of the articles you see where it's like trade proposals or just different stories about this or random whatever. Okay. About the NBA, I think if you're in the if you're in the uh, uh, in the in the business of uh, uh, hit harvesting or like traffic harvesting, using AI stories is a brilliant ass shit really to me. But it's the fact that you did the overkill of making the fake authors on there because all you really have to do is put SI staff, mm-hmm. and people may not have known. It's crazy, wild, man. it's a wild, wild. wild ass story, wild. man. But that's some milli vanilla level shit to me, man. When you're yeah. talking about. One of the most uh, historic publications Celebrated, ever. Celebrated, man. Yeah, yeah. just, just everybody has those Sports Illustrated memories, man. If you're, if you're 35 and up, you remember Sports Illustrated, the magazine, the swimsuit issue, the NFL previews, NBA previews, college basketball previews. You remember some of those classic covers, LeBron what cover? James. What, the LeBron James covers. LeBron the James. Man, that yep. so hard. The, the Penny Hardaway and the LeBron James cover are the yep. ones for me, man. So, uh, like I said, uh, really embarrassing story. I hit up some of my brethren. Uh, from back in my days when I was with SI Maven, we just been laughing our ass off, man. Because <laughs> some of the stuff that they talked about doing back then, stuff they said they were gonna do, uh, stuff they have done, it's just been a trip. So uh, yeah, really, yeah, yeah, pretty goofy stuff from over there That's at wild, SI, man. man. That's yeah, we're about to take a break, hey, man. Real quick before you move uh-huh. on, I got one more story for okay. you that just broke. For real? Just Dang, broke. All right, whatever. Mark Cuban. All right. As suspect as he is when he was asking folks where they watch their, their, <laughs> their streams. Their streams. Their streams. Someone, uh, tell me where you watch your streams. Everybody's like, all right, Fed, let's go. Right. <laughs> let me, let me it's a trap. Let me tell you what this man's oh, doing. Oh, we see the payoff. All right, go ahead. You say it. This man is selling a majority stake of the Shit. Dallas Mavericks to Miriam Adelson, Who a is billionaire it? Las Vegas Sands casino owner. <laughs> wow. And guess what? Here's the crazy part. He gets to retain control of the team. Even though he's selling it for three point five billion dollars, he oh. bought the Mavericks for two hundred eighty-five million, Ooh. and he's selling it for three and a half billion, and he retains that's control. Right, and the the cool, the crazy part is, is that he said it last year. He wants to build a new arena for the Mavericks mm-hmm. inside a resort casino in Dallas, that's, and he's selling a damn. majority stake of the Dallas Mavericks. This seems like it should be some type of conflict of interest. Ooh. Now we've seen like the uh, Caesar's Sportsbook bar, uh-huh. bar. Yeah. In, in the in the Forum and all that yeah. type of stuff. Oh, the win bet. Yeah, win, the win bet. bet. That's win what it is. Bar and all that. But I think it's changed over. I don't think it's a win bet no more. I think it's somebody else. I ain't, I ain't been there. But anyway, we've seen all way. those things before. Now we about to have a whole arena inside of a casino. But Mark Cuban selling that thing That's some for pimp three shit. and a half That's some billion. That's some pimping ass shit. And retaining control, which means he gets to go and travel with the team and do his thing. But yeah. it ain't on him. Ain't on him, man. I ain't got to. Yeah, I got paid. Yeah, that's shout big, out. That's crazy. Real shout out for sure, man. For shout out for sure. When we take a break, man, we got some. When we come back, we got some real special, man. My man Kevin Bless from 901 Wrestling is going to join us. 
they got the uh, nine on one uh, tournament for the for the belts coming this uh, for a shot at the belt uh, coming this weekend. My boy Kevin Bless, eighteen nineteen champion. Now it's a crazy thing about Kevin Bless. Just to give you all the setup. The eighteen nineteen championship belt is not the the big belt. It's the yeah. secondary belt. For the league, but you can't tell him that because he's the 1819 champion of the world. <laughs> let him tell it. I'm gonna let him tell it, man. He's one hey, man, of my I need you to come get him, man. Man, it's acting crazy. Yeah, man, we gonna get this dude. Let's go to break. We <laughs> come back, but man, Kevin Blanche is gonna be in the building. Not on wrestling. We see you guys in a minute. Bluff City Media and Bluff City NIL are proud partners of Coaching for Literacy, a Memphis nonprofit using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. When you donate to Bluff City NIL through Coaching for Literacy, your gift is 100% tax deductible. This partnership is a win, win, win. Tiger student athletes win in the NIL landscape. Coaching for Literacy wins by engaging Tiger student athletes in this monumental cause. And most importantly, Elementary students in Memphis receive support to become strong readers. To donate today, visit coachingforliteracy.org slash bluff hyphen city. Now, how shocked were you that they were not a top 25? Not shocked after last week. You weren't? Not shocked. I really? Was, I was very uh, shocked. Last week, them not getting in led me to believe that after that Villanova loss, everybody would just say, oh, they're not on the same level as Villanova right. told you. Because I think a lot of what happens with AP voters, especially early in the out-of-conference season, is they have these predisposed beliefs that right. they want to stand by and they don't want to be wrong. They cherry-pick things. that. So they, them. exactly. AP voters piss me off, though. Yeah. That, but the point being is, I'm like, the fact that they weren't in last week, Kind of sort of led me believe. to believe that they wouldn't be in this week. Yeah. I think everybody's on different pages nationally that's what, that's, about Memphis. That's what I was going to say. I think they're just a really hard team to read right now. Tune in to On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. You cut the rotation down, which is good to see very early on. You played quite a few, but another what a quote from Rick. You know, talking about the rotation, the second half, the rotation got cut down because it was time to stop experimenting and time to win a ball game. I love it. Can we get that tattooed somewhere? I wonder if they stick with that, though. I understand there's some conference games you're going to be able to play some guys. Well, you can experiment when you're up 30. Let's not experiment when we're down 10. In such a road. pivotal game on the road. Yeah. I know it's only the second game of the year, but it's, a, it's pretty damn pivotal. Considering you don't have many of those lying around, challenging road games, you need them all because you're not going to get any any favors in conference. Um, but you got a heavy you got a heavy dose of those four though with Jones, Walton, Quinterly, and Mills all playing. David with the least amount, 27 minutes. When you got mm -hmm. 33, 34, and 33 out of Mills, Quinterly, and Walton. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with T.J. Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Y'all, welcome back to the Anthony Sane Show. Got a special interview with my man, the 1819 champion of the world, Kevin Bliss. Kevin, the semifinals of the uh, 901 Wrestling Classic are going to take place this weekend, December 2nd, at the Black Lodge. Yes, sir. Uh, the winner of that of that competition will get 
a shot at the 901 Championship. If y'all don't have tickets, go to 901wrestling.com. Get those. Get they got those. some special promotions they got going on. You get to see all the stars of 901 Wrestling, including my man, the 1819 champion of the world. Kevin Bless, man. I ain't gonna lie. I try I try not to get excited when these guys come on, man. But this this is my man for sure, man. One of the hardest working men yeah. in the business. He's not he's not just a regular 1819 champion, Kevin. Talk to him. He's 1819 champion of, of the, world. the world. The, the yeah, a fighting champion, man. A fighting a champion. Fighting, right? Fighting champion for sure. Undisputed. <laughs> Near undefeated. Talk it, man. Hey, I ain't doing it like me. Ain't thank nobody you, doing it like you, you man. My man, my man. So, uh, like I said, uh, Kevin, this Saturday show is going to be at the Black Lodge. This is going to be the last show of the year. Uh, what would you say to someone who has never been to the Black Lodge and has never seen a Nottingham Wrestling show? I've been to, I've been to damn near all of them this year. What, what do you, what, what do you expect for people to see when they come to a show? Uh, that's the only place in Memphis, uh, really around the entire world, where you can see me punch Don Montana, smack oh, Andy Mack, uh, uh, punish Bobby Ford, and so forth, and and. To be honest and to be truthful, it's a dynamic experience when you come and see wrestling locally. You got your local guys, and you wouldn't figure a lot of local guys will work so hard to mm -hmm. put on such a spectacle, and we do. And yeah. even though I don't like Andy, I'm really looking forward to the match that we're going to put on. Yeah, I I'm looking forward too, man. Speaking of Andy Mack, uh, we saw him on the Jessica Benson show on Grind City Media. <laughs> uh, Jessica's a friend of mine. I mean, she she's a real good friend of mine. CJ Hurt, her co-host, is definitely a friend of mine as well. And I watched the show because Andy was on there, you know what I mean? So I'm like, <clears throat> I was a little disappointed in the interview, man. And, and like I said, it's not a shot at my good friend Jessica and them. But he had an opportunity to get off whatever he had to get off, talk whatever shit he needed to talk about you or anybody he might see in the tournament, right? So I'm watching, he's talking about uh, gingerbread men and mashed potatoes <laughs> and pumpkin pie and, and going, going to college Green and all these things. I'm like, bro, talk about Kevin Bless, bro. Like, are you scared of the man yeah, or what? Are you scared of the man so, or what? That's what I like. Because, you know, this Memphis, man, where we talk shit and swallow spit, man. You know yes, what I mean? Sir, so yes, sir. I was a little disappointed to see Andy Mack come on there and not take any shots at you at all, not say anything really about the match. So with that being said, man, uh, first of all, how how have you prepared for this match for somebody like Andy Mack? And what are your thoughts on him and his lack of like it seemed like me ain't really ain't taking you serious, bro. So I mean, where you where you at on it? I'll be honest, I take it the other way around. Okay. Maybe he didn't mention my name because it's pressure there. Okay. See, a little bit of history is not only did I beat Andy last, but he beat me first mm -hmm. in the past, right? Right, yeah. yeah. And so he kind of looked past our history, maybe help him sleep at night or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. the way I liken it is that he didn't want to utter, utter my name because there's a lot of pressure that come for him uh, with this head tournament, too. I guess. It's, it's a lot I of, guess. He under a lot of pressure. <clears throat> this is our tiebreaker. This is the big one. Yeah. This is our big three. And it's, yeah, got the, 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 yeah, it's got the big belt on the line. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So Not that this isn't the biggest belt, because I do oh, call no, it. No, I do this, consider it. Yeah. yeah, this belt here is world level. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel you. World, yeah. The champion of the world. Not... Not, of, not out of Memphis, but of the world. So you keep my social following up a little bit. I was like, okay, I get inboxes yeah. that I never uh -huh. get before. And then see yeah. Andy Mack got to go against that, and that's yeah. a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure on And I understand. I understand. I picked up more followers today, too, when they knew you were coming, man. Ooh. So, yeah, I do. I will say that you are that dude for real. You are the 18-19 champion of the world. Yeah, somebody followed me from Germany the other day. Like, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm getting there. I couldn't understand the uh, messages. I got to change. <laughs> You gotta use the translator out. Translator, I forgot. 
Hey. Yeah, was it something? Okay, I ain't gonna let you just keep it to yourself, man. Right. But that was about yeah. But um, a lot of people don't have friends in this industry, right? Oh. You, and, you and MJ Davis, I think you guys are friends, or at least friendly. What, what do you thought about as far as him? Um, he's not here today, but will he be in your corner come this weekend? He's not in the tournament, so what are your thoughts on him? Like y'all situation, because I remember I was there a few months ago, man, and it looked kind of rocky, bro. Like y'all shit just went as tight as. You know, it could be, you know what I mean? So, you know, where you, where you at on that, bro? With your boy MJ? He going to be in your corner? He going to be, what's up? Okay, so I had like a real long week last week, right? Okay. I must have visited four scrapyards, looked through 3,000 cars. What you doing all that for? 50 of them. Uh, because uh, my baby mom decided to have a fender bender. You know? Oh, okay. So, she decided to have Yeah, she decided all right, all right. to have Okay, yeah, good. I don't think she had to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, she drive them Nissans. You drive them Nissans. You don't, it's it's like yeah. 6,000 of them things just in one of the scrap. Yards. I guess. Anyway, so I inspect 50 cars, mm -hmm. and I must do all that to take three parts, go to the apartment, put them on, have me something to drink. Took her forever to come outside to look at my progress. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling like a handyman. And I'm saying all this to say, ladies, if, if you looking for a man, make sure he a champion inside and outside of the rank, too, because that's what I do. I'm sorry, what was the question? MJ <laughs> I, Davis. I wonder where you were going with it, bro. MJ I, Davis. I, oh. Okay, MJ Davis. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot to tell him to come. But, you know, if he, I forgot. If he, <laughs> I forgot, I forgot yeah. to call him. You know, I thought about him for this. I, I forgot. Um, so you, you you wanted him to come, but you forgot to tell him to come. I, I forgot. Yeah, it was a long week. Oh, okay. It was a real long week. Okay, we got to start screening these damn wrestlers, bro. Hey, man, he's my man. Do, do we drug test guests when they come? Nah, bro, he's no. fine, man. Ah, right, okay. Let All that right. man vibe a little bit. I feel you, bro. I mean, he started talking about baby mama and getting his car fixed, and I just got and fixing something. I don't let know. Let that man get off a little bit. All right, man. we're gonna let you get off, man. What well, I'm gonna say this to you, uh, uh, my man Kevin Bless, of course, 1819 champion of the world, 901 wrestling. <clears throat> like we said, the 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 semifinals and the finals of the 901 Wrestling Classic gonna be this weekend, December second. Go get your tickets on 901wrestling.com. They got some special offers going on out there as well. Yes, Discounted sir. prices, those type of things. All right. With that being said, it's four people left in the tournament. You got you and Andy on one side, and you got um, I'm trying to remember who's on the other side. That'll be Ford and Merck. Yeah, the Merck, Chris Evans. Who was talking plenty of shit on Jessica Benson's show? My dog. And, <laughs> and, uh, and Bobby Ford on the other side. All right. Uh, what scenario, what, what does that look like to you, man? Is there any, any matchup you're concerned about? What are you thinking with that with that being the Final Four, you being in that Final Four? What's what's going to happen Saturday night, man? I personally would like to see Merck in the finals. That's my okay. homeboy. He's been working hard. He's okay. been beating the bananas out of Don Montana just <laughs> like I have. He stopped the mouth for a whole year. He was breaking them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> bananas out of Don Montana. Was it intentional? Was it intentional rhyme or was it? I don't know. Okay. Hey, sometimes it fly. Anyway, uh, uh, but he put the boots <laughs> to him. I'm talking about leaving boot prints from his shoe on Don mm -hmm. Montana body. We laughing at him backstage. You know what I'm saying? I feel And uh, he put in a lot of work, and I want to see Merck at the end. However, okay. oh, I can't make it like I ain't worried about Andy Mack as well. Mm -hmm. That's just me being honest, but I'm not scared of him. Mm -hmm. It's just the, the time he beat me, I underestimated him. Not once, but twice in the same match, and mm -hmm. it cost me dearly. And it was from that mm -hmm. day that I knew that I weren't just a, a big brother, as I called myself yeah. to him, but he's a perfect equal. And I do have a big match ahead, and it's not going to be easy. Yeah. But I plan on taking it to him each and every time, yeah. though. Every second that bell going, he's yeah. going to have to breathe. I'm going to be on his tail every time, man. 
So it sounds like there's some level of respect between you and Andy Mac. Like you have a, a healthy fear of healthy respect, so to speak, of of uh, Andy Mac. I know my limits, mm -hmm. but he do too. Oh man, and that's what a problem like. Shit, there it is. Then any final some... words for you, Kevin Bless? Anybody you might see on Saturday night? Oh uh, yeah, I really um. I got respect for like for like uh Andy Mack. I also wanted to say this though. Uh he ain't he ain't the, the little baby face that y'all think y'all see, that good guy that he a snake too. Who you, oh, who you think I learned from? Who you think slime and slither with me for all them years? That was one of my home closest friends for a long time. Oh, he man. the one who changed. So if he put a knife in my back, imagine what he'd do to the rest of his friends. I never like uh, maybe for about a year. As a matter of fact, I tell you what, I don't like Andy so much. Last time I shook his hand, I digged in my nose first. I had no respect <laughs> for him. He kicked rocks far as I'm concerned. I, I ain't my homeboy. He, he, it was something weird before he even turned his back on me. It was like, hey, hey. I'm talking, I'm like, oh, Andy. Like, Andy! My guy! Ah, little baby, oh, my fault, brother. Hey. I digged in my nose and I shook his hand. So you thought it was just your traditional regular baby oil, wrestler's baby oil, but it had a little booger in there. I got it's you. a little booger. It was big. I got you. <laughs> I rubbed it on his wrist, type two. And the Mac kick rocks. Oh, man. Well, he'll be kicking rocks, and we'll see kicks from Kevin Bless upside his head, uh, more than likely, this Saturday. Go check it out, man. 901 Wrestling, Saturday, December 2nd. December the 901 2nd. Classic. It's going to be this weekend, man. My boy Kevin Bless taking it easy. He ain't even tripping off y'all folks, man. He feel like it's going to be a good night, successful night for him. Could possibly be the first ever man to don two belts at one time. Ain't never they seen two chains. Have you seen two belts? Ain't, ain't never seen it before. Yeah, I like that. I like that. While they out there lifting weights, I'm out here practicing lifting two belts. There it I is, like man. that. There I it appreciate it. But y'all nice go check team. it out this Saturday, 901wrestling.com. Kevin Bless in the building. Appreciate you coming out, Thank man. You. The 1819 champion of the world. Craig, y'all heard it. We're about to take a break. We come back. It's gonna be more of the Anthony Sane show. See y'all in a minute. We have more capable shooters on this team than mm. we've had in a while. Yeah. Yep. And I'm not like, I don't know that we have one that is like flat out just dead eye. Man, two. But you've got five or six that can come out and hit two threes every night. For a second there, Jaquan did not look like he planned on missing. Well, David Jones' the second half looked like he didn't plan on missing. I mean, Nick Jordan's knocking down balls. Jonathan Pierre threw one in there. I don't know if this is going to make sense, but they looked more like a team than previous Penny teams. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? This early in the year, for sure. We'll I just, think you come second half of the season, every Penny team to date has looked like a, a team playing yeah. together. Roles defined. But to the point, it's taken a chunk of the season to get to that point. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. I think he's in a space where he realizes you want to win championships, you want to be a part of a big-time college football, you have to spend more. 
we have to get money donors for the $50 million. You have to get money donors for NIL. Like, I think he wants that to be the forefront. What he said here, though, did not convey that message in any meaningful way. I don't know what this quote does to help his case with those particular fans or with fans as a whole. I get it why you're not supposed to go after a fan base, why you're not supposed to trash a fan base, and I don't think it was the best move. But I will say, and this is probably where I'll differ from most people, it is good to hear Ryan like kind of get a yeah, little, little bit fired, fired up. up. Yeah, show a little fire. I get you. Tune in to On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Bluff City Media and Bluff City NIL are proud partners of Coaching for Literacy, a Memphis nonprofit using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. When you donate to Bluff City NIL through Coaching for Literacy, your gift is 100% tax deductible. This partnership is a win, win, win. Tiger student athletes win in the NIL landscape. Coaching for Literacy wins by engaging Tiger student athletes in this monumental cause. And most importantly, elementary students in Memphis receive support to become strong readers. To donate today, visit coachingforliteracy.org slash bluff hyphen city. All right, y'all, welcome back to Inside the Same Brain. Wild segment we just wrapped up with uh, Kevin Bless, man. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. That brother started talking about shit I ain't know what Yo. he was talking about. <laughs> Yo. Somebody's baby mama or something, but I was like, all right, bro. I, I said that man needs to get, vi- he, get, get you know, let him get off a little bit. Yeah, hey, get like, your shit off, yeah. I was like, hey, all right, get yeah. off and get out, bro. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no counseling session, man. That man just started, you know, he said the red table talk or something. This <laughs> what that man was on. But yeah, Kevin Bless, go check him out, 901wrestling.com. Check him out this weekend, man, the 901 Classic uh, Tournament. Semifinals and finals will be happening uh, Saturday night at the Black Lodge, for sure. Uh, inside the same brain, weird story going on. You ever watch something, Kenny? And you thought the shit was funny, and then you watch this shit, like, nah, but it really wasn't funny. Yeah, that wasn't funny at all. <laughs> Watching this story, it is going viral. Uh, King, um, yep. what's what's Ti's last name? Harris. Harris. So is his name King Harris? Yeah, King yeah. Harris. All right, so King Harris, who might be the ugliest dude I've ever seen. I've seen some ugly people. I can name some. Off the top of my head, are some ugly dudes. Uh, King Harris, son of T.I. and Tiny, uh, the uh, hip-hop family of uh, T.I. and Tiny, uh, made this. Atlanta royalty. The man. Atlanta royalty for sure made this creation named King Harris, who, like I said, is a very, a very ugly little kid. Just, you know, I, I don't, I think he kind of embraced his ugliness too. I think that's part of his whole thing at this point. Because uh, he doesn't seem to be deflecting it. Doesn't seem to be trying to enhance the ugliness or whatever. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> story comes out he's talking about he grew up hood and he never wanted to be the rich kid and he'd rather be at his grandmama house and then T.I. so I tell you my man you used to suck on a binky till you was 12 and the binky's a pacifier yep. or a passy as he said uh, his mom was busting him out um, you know he was talking about he grew up in the gutter and he's staying on business and all that type of stuff and this is all in a suite at a game. At a Falcons game. At a Falcons right? game. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, the same game it's um, Ludacris did his old Falling out the air performance. Yeah. So they got into it about something, and I think King, like, put his hands on his mama or something like that, or Oof. something happened. Am I right? Yeah, he put his hands on Tiny. Right. Wow. So T.I. jumps in, put hands on him, yep. choking him, like, you know what I'm saying, headlock, right. whatever, hemmed him up. 
this type of thing. Everybody's laughing, right? Everybody's laughing. I was like, damn, that shit was crazy. And I immediately was like, man, that is a toxic family situation. It just made me wonder how did it get like this? Because I asked somebody, like, is that T.I.'s biological, like, is that his stepson? Like, his non biological kids? No, that's, no, that's his son. He got like six or seven kids. Yeah. yeah. And he's the only one that's like, dead. Just like, crazy. And it's like, like it. I, I kind of grieve for all parties involved because I'm like, man, that only like the first time this happened. And you you look at this kid who grew up in a very rich family. T.I. is one of the most successful rap artists of all time. He's made investments. He's put his money in other things. Probably damn near a billionaire. Uh, T.I., comedian, yeah. actor, all these type of things. <clears throat> Super mega out of this world, global hits he's had. And it just makes me think, man, like, what in the hell was this kid's life like growing up where he's like, no, nah, man, I, I ain't never want to be the rich kid. I want to be out here in the streets. I want to be this. Like, what made that kid get like that? And then you see a super dysfunctional family. You've heard stories about T.I. and Tiny before. Yeah. T.I., like, you know, he's, he puts hands on his mom. I mean, the kid, King, put hands on his mom. T.I. has to strangle him. I just thought that was just some wild, wild shit, man. And it's like, we've seen the jokes. The kid looks like Bart Simpson. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> he does, man. Like, for he looks like Bart the Simpson dude. with dreads. Dang. And when they showed the meme of uh, Homer choking him and then flipped it to make it T.I. choking right. that kid. I don't know how I'm calling him a kid. I don't know how old he is. He's young. Nah, he's like 19, 20 now. Yeah, he's a kid. So, um, you know, that whole thing, man, it's just, just sad to see uh, a super dysfunctional family, man. That didn't look like something that was a first-time thing. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely not. And um, I hate to see it. I wonder what's going through that kid's mind uh, for sure because he's – because I've seen interviews of that dude before just saying a bunch of just wacko Great. shit. You know what I mean? So yeah. it just makes you wonder, like, what all is going on behind the scenes. And I guess my question is, yes. as especially as me and you were fathers, right? Mm -hmm. like, I could not see me like that. Could me egging bro, I'm my glad kid, you said that. Go there. Egging you said my that. kid into like as a father with a kid with two kids. Like my yeah. whole desire is to help them grow, teach mm -hmm. them, lead them, but never be a source of their that pain. level of pain yep. and anxiety right. in their life or or, or identity uh, confusion. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. And yeah. and it just felt like, like you said this this has happened before. Absolutely, because yeah. that was a, like, that's a conversation that didn't ever. It felt like everybody's insecurities were out yep. on the table yep. during yep. that time. Yep. And it's like, bro, you were a Ti. You were a grown ass man. Like protect. Like part of being a father is not pushing your kids to feel like they have to respond that way. Yeah, that's biblical too. I think this in the Bible. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Ken. I'm good. That's that's all I got. Yeah, I, I feel the same way, man. I totally agree with what you're saying. It's rough stuff. Because I, I had this conversation because I called you, Kenny, about something Gabe did that yeah. disappointed the shit out of me, oh, man. Oh, God. Broke and, your heart. And yeah. that led to a conversation with me and you, like, man, like, we like we had these worst-case scenario thoughts of what our children could be, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, damn, bro, like, the same sweet little boy, I look at my phone, like, pictures of Gabe, he was a little kid, videos, me and him joking around. I don't know what Gabe is going to be yep. 10 years from now when he's 20. Right. But I'm trying my hardest for him not to be king. You know what I mean? So To not mess and, him up. And here's another thing, too, man. Like, we talk about power in the name. Like, they looked at this boy who was the most beautiful thing in the world they to them. King. At one point, they named him king. You know what I mean? They thought, you and know what I mean? all these kids are like named, like, the money, Messiah, king. Yeah, it's like, and it's like, yeah. And, like and now you've got this dysfunctional, super dysfunctional situation going around. So, uh, man, I ain't going to lie. I went from laughing to, like, literally, like, 
like, wow, this yeah. is tough, man. Like, this is this is a rough family situation to look at. I don't mind people laughing because the shit was funny. But I, it's just also another side of that I think we need to look at uh, as well, man. But like I said, it's a great show today. Props to my boy, Perry Sharkey in the always, building as always. Kenny Stubblefield behind the glass. My man at 1819, champion of the world, Kevin Bless. Shout out to you, bro. I'm praying for you and your baby mama, man. It sounds like a toxic situation as well, man. Yeah, I got some yeah. king type shit to it, man. Right, what did he say her name was? No, no, no. I ain't gonna say the baby, baby mama. No, 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 Thank you for listening to The Anthony Sane Show. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts. Also, like and subscribe to Bluff City Media's YouTube page. For comprehensive coverage of Memphis sports, head over to www.bluffcitymedia.co and find out how you can become an insider. We will see you back here next week.